Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Let's go, Tim. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dropping the Gloves. I hope everyone's doing well. A nice Wednesday afternoon, evening. I don't know when you're listening, but I hope you're doing well wherever you are. Tim, do you know we have listeners all over the world? We do. It blows me away sometimes when I look at that map. It's, it's actually pretty, it's pretty, pretty cool to think that someone in Vietnam is listening to us right now. It's, it's kind of cool. Humbling. South Africa. Yeah, it's just crazy. Very humbling. So again, like I said last episode, really, really appreciate the support. You know, if it, I would think one of the best Christmas presents you could give to somebody is the gift of dropping the gloves. <laughs> you know what you do? You, you wrap up a podcast, give it to somebody under the Christmas tree, put in someone's stocking. I don't know how you'd wrap a podcast. You know what you can do is go what to... What can jo- you do? johnscottallstar.com forward slash shop and buy some merch to support the show. We have lots of tees, hoodies, hats, all that fun stuff. But if you don't want to spend any money, you could just like tape, print out the logo of the show and give it to somebody. In a nice envelope? In a nice envelope. I'm doing most that, of my Christmas shopping on the for Dropping the Gloves merch store. I'm not, but I think just printing out the show website that'd be nice and just giving it to somebody give it to a hockey fan you know what i do i do cameo did you know that yeah have you gotten any lately a ton lots of happy birthdays lots of fantasy hockey um announcements lots of christmas stuff so if you want me to give you a, a shout out i I do long ones too i, I watch so many other people they do like 30 second ones i did a cameo the other day it was almost three minutes long Really? I just, I just talk and I go. It was like a tall kid. His parents reached out. They wanted me to give him advice. I just, I just talked to him for like three, four minutes. I don't know. Anyways, go to check out Cameo. They have a lot of like cool celebrities. So if it's not me, I, I would check out that site. It's kind of neat. Should I make a profile? No, $10? they only allow celebrities. You're not at that level yet, Tim. Okay, I don't even okay. know. How I think I charge a hundred bucks and I, I just, uh, I don't know. I've done a couple 30 40 of them it's not bad you know that would be a fun christmas present for someone who's a big hockey fan yeah and they have other hockey players too but i've sean avery is on there i think he's just like i don't really care for sean that much but anyways i don't like throw stones if i live in a glass house moving on so we had listen we had some sad news and i and i know people don't know this name very much maybe for the casual hockey fan you know it's it's a very unknown name but for those of us who are serious about hockey, and I'm sure all of our listeners know hockey fairly well. Excuse me. We had a passing of a, a pretty legendary general manager, guy who's been around hockey his whole life, Pierre Lacroix, passed away. I think he was 72, Tim, if yep. I remember correctly. Yep. Anyway, so he died this week, and 
doing some digging and you don't have to dig too far. This guy, he was a pretty amazing guy. Like hockey wise, he, he pulled off some epic moves as a GM. He built some unbelievable franchises and I don't know. We did, we just wanted to have a little episode on him because it's pretty interesting to break down a trade, to break down a situation. Everybody knows about the Patrick Waugh trade. It's like, oh, he got shelled by Detroit 9-1. to one. It was the epic night in the forum. It was the last time Detroit was playing Montreal. Patrick Waugh was kind of struggling. They had fired their GM. They had fired their coach. They had a new GM. They had a new coach, Mario Tremblay, who played with Patrick Waugh in 86 when Waugh won his first cup as a rookie. So they had a history. And... Trombi was trying to, you know, put his stamp on the team. Anyways, Waugh gets shelled, walks right past Trombley, goes over to the GM, says, this is my last game as a Hab, and sits back down. I've talked to Mario Trombley about this. He was my first coach. I said, what happened during that Waugh situation? He's like, I wasn't backing down. Patrick Waugh thought he was bigger than the team. He wants to be bigger than the team. You can play the whole game. So I let him in there. One, two, three, four. He's looking over at the bench. I did not look at him. Five, six, seven, eight. Nope. Nine goals. I say, you can come now. And that was like, and Trombley was a hard headed guy, probably more hard headed than Patrick Waugh. And then there you have it. Waugh slides over, says, trade me. Boom. Next thing you know, he's off to Colorado in a few days. So anyways, the guy on Colorado who facilitated that trade, who basically went to Montreal and stole two hall of famers was Pierre Lacroix. Go ahead, Tim. You did you did some research. What did you find on Pierre Lacroix? Well, I saw this trending on Twitter um, the last couple of days, and and I like you, I'd never heard, well, not unlike unlike you, I'd never heard of this guy before. Um, and I, so I did a little digging because I think the Avalanche. I, I grew up. I was born nineteen ninety, so that when I was nine, ten, eleven years old, the Avalanche were the team, really, along with the Red Wings, right? And I was just so interested in in. Like those guys, Sackick, Forsberg, Wah, obviously Ray Bork being a Boston guy. And I wanted to do some digging just to see, you know, what what kind of impact this guy made on hockey. And it's incredible. Like I'm about to rattle off some facts and trades and just hockey history here that'll just make your head spin. How much of a an impact that Lacroix had as a GM, not only on this franchise, but the rest of the league in general. And the, some of the names that he was trading away, trading for, um, it's just it's it's mind blowing. So um, he was actually, like you said, he was known for his bold trades, especially at the deadline. And he was the architect between both of their Stanley Cup teams in, in Colorado. So famously, obviously, Patrick Waugh, which was known as one of the most lopsided trades in history, um, where he was traded for Jocelyn Thibault, Martin Rachensky, and Andre Kovalenko. Uh, and of course, a superstar goaltender, and they won the Stanley Cup that year in '96. Wall was the the kind of the, the main factor behind that, leading his team from the the net, and and it was actually the first championship ever for the city of Denver. I mean, talk about making your mark on a city as a GM, bringing a bringing a cup there is is pretty significant. Um, and the other one that that's most famous people talk about is obviously the Ray Bork trade. Maybe. Uh, like yours, maybe arguably the best story in, in sports history or hockey history, at least, right? Uh, Ray Bork, the Hall of Famer, first ballot, just legend, all-star, everything you can do, Norris, but he had never won a cup after like 22 seasons, gets traded to Colorado and wins a cup there. Sackick doesn't even raise the cup above his head. He hands it right to Bork. Um, just a famous legendary moment everyone knows about. Um, but there have been some lesser ones, no, less, I guess lesser known or lesser talked about trades that were pretty significant, John. 
Yeah, he, he when he got Bork, I think people forget he also traded for Theo Fleury. And Theo Fleury tore it up that regular season and the playoffs. They lost in the Western Conference Finals to Dallas, and Dallas went on to win the Cup. So he has made some pretty, pretty, pretty remarkable trades. And I, I know he was known for trading for Hall of Famers. I think there was a four-year stretch where every year at the deadline, he went out and got a Hall of Famer. So it's kind of cool where you get why you get Flurry, you get Bork, and you get the next guy who you're about to talk about. Twenty twenty already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Thank goodness. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be more efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike the other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause at any time. There are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. are visiting Indeed each month. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. So try Indeed out for a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Listen, it's their best offer anywhere right here on my show. So go to Indeed.com right now backslash BlueWire. Offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, listen up, fellas. 2020 has not gone so well. It's almost the New Year's, which means our sponsor, Manscaped, is stepping up their game. Manscaped is the best male grooming and they offer precision engineered tools tools for your body hair. They are helping 2 million men and counting all over the world to get rid of all that disgusting hair all over your body. Listen, I trimmed my ear hair two weeks ago. I go into the bathroom. I'm wearing these masks. So the mask is hanging off the ear and I'm like, what is hanging off my mask? I'm like, oh, my hair is getting long. No, it's my ear hair. Like, what is happening with my ear hair again? So I get out my Manscaped trimmer, trim that bad boy up, take my shirt off, about to jump in the shower. I'm like, what is that disgusting thing on my chest? Oh, it's my chest hair. That's okay. I got the Lawnmower 3.0, baby. I break out the Lawnmower 3.0. It's fully charged. It's got a battery that lasts forever. Jump in the shower with this thing. It's waterproof. I start going down on my chest. I'm like, you know what? The shoulders could use a little trim, baby. Hit the shoulders, hit the chest, hit my neck. I'm ready to roll. Anyways, go to manscaped.com to get all of this and more. The charging station is great. It's got a light on the trimmer. Get the nose and ear hair. You'll be feeling fresh for the new year, the Christmas party, the New Year's Eve party. Get the ball drop. You're making out with your wife. It's going to be great. Anyways, everybody, it's Christmas time. I'm giving you 20% off just on dropping the gloves. This is just my show. So you go to manscaped.com. I'm going to get you 20% off and free shipping, but you have to use the promo code John Scott 20 manscaped.com promo code John Scott 20. 
you're going to get 20% off free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping. That's almost 30% of your order at manscaped.com. Get it for your son. Get it for your husband. Get it for yourself. It's going to be a great new year. You're going to be shaved. You're going to be feeling sexy. So get out there. Get out there, everybody. Cheers. Yeah, and when you talk about your best defenseman over the past 20, 30 years, you might talk for a half hour before the name Rob Blake comes up. He hardly ever gets mentioned, but he was a, he was an elite uh, defenseman. He had 777 points as a defenseman, eight All-Star games. He won the Norris Trophy in 1998, um, and he was on the Kings. He was drafted by the Kings. He was a captain of the Kings, and he was a pending unrestricted free agent, and the Kings knew they couldn't afford to keep him. He was asking for like 9-5 or something, which had – at this time, I think it was 2000, was just was silly money, maybe 2001. No salary cap back then. No salary cap. So attainable. Yeah, but compared to – I mean, still a lot of money for one player. A lot of money, yes. yes. Um, they knew they couldn't afford to keep him, so they traded him along with a guy named Steven Reinprecht for Adam Deadmarsh, Aaron Miller, and a first. Now, at the time, Rob Blake had 17 goals. This is in February at the deadline. 17 goals, 49 points in 54 games. He's big, he's physical, strong, skated well, and he was the captain of his team. It would be like picking up Shea Weber at the deadline. That's the comparison that's been made. I mean, that's the level of talent, leadership, and grit that we're talking about adding at the trade deadline. Just going to get like a top three to five defenseman in the game um, for a relatively small package. And that's what LaCroix did for his team that was already at, you know, a top two or three team in the Western Conference. So that was pretty significant, and Blake became a lethal mainstay. Uh, for the Avs blue line. Yeah, it, it was it was an unneeded move. It was one of those moves where they had other needs up front because their defense was solid. Ray Bork was still back there. They had Adam Foote. They had some like solid, solid defensemen. Yui Krupp was back there. Like they did not need defensive help. And then all of a sudden, Pierre Lacroix, he was known for going after the biggest fish in free agency. That was his thing. He's like, I'm not going to let some other team, one of my competitors, go out and get these guys and improve their team. I'm going to get them even if we don't need them that bad. And that was the case with Rob Blake where, like I said, they had a stud defense. They had Patrick Waugh. They were set. They, they were one of the best defensive teams in the league. They go out and get the best defenseman available in Rob Blake. And it just sets up this decor who was unstoppable. And I don't know. It's just remarkable for a GM to – he knew – he had two superstars in Joe Sackett and Peter Forsberg. And he wanted to milk every, every ounce out of those guys as he could. So he surrounds them with good players. He surrounds them with veteran guys. He surrounds them with young, fast guys, the Tang- Tangays, the Haydukes. He knew exactly what he was doing. And he, he played every other GM in the league like a fiddle. And he, it's remarkable. He went to, I think, gosh, what was it, six Western Conference finals in a row. Mind you, they lost four of them, but they won two. And they won those two, two Stanley Cups. The rivalries that they had with the Detroit Red Wings are epic. So oh, incredible. It, it's just cool to see how he just put together this team where he would just he would go. And, yeah, people say, oh, there was no salary cap. He has this advantage. They were playing in Colorado. It's not like it's a big market team. They didn't have as much money as the Toronto Maple Leafs or the New York Rangers or the Montreal Canadiens. Those teams were barely making the playoffs. So that whole argument is like, oh, no cap. You know, they could spend as much as they want. So could 29 other teams. And Colorado just did it better. They did it smarter. And they obviously, you know, 
took advantage of it. Yeah, and, and that's just it, too. Like you mentioned, those two names, Sackick and Forsberg, two of the best players to ever play the game. Sackick, number eight, I believe, in in all-time points. And Forsberg only played like 700-something games in the NHL because he played in Sweden for so long. But even then, I, lo- I looked it up early. He had 1.25 points a game. So if he's if he plays even 1,200 games, which most of those guys on the list played 1,500, 1, he's still he's still cracking the top 15 all-time points. Just an elite, elite player, as we're talking about. And it's not easy to keep two guys like that on the same team for so long. We've seen it a couple of times in the last you know couple of decades. Crosby, Malkin, obviously Kane, Taze, Thornton, and Marlowe, you know, further back when they were elite. But it's hard to keep two talents on the same team together for that long because you're talking about, again, even without the salary cap, the money that it takes to, to play those guys, to get them to keep buying into the team that you're building, to want them to keep coming back. To you know, There's a lot of uh, finessing of the, the numbers and all that to make sure that you can get these two guys on the roster for as long as you can. And, they, and he did that, right? On top of that, he added some of the amazing depth and secondary scoring that like, you need not only to keep those guys around, but in, actually to, in order to win. Because when it, in the playoffs, teams are going to match up and they're going to game plan against their top lines, right? You need to have secondary scoring. We say it every year. You need those second, third line guys, that second power play unit. You need those guys to score and put the puck in the back of the net. Because without them, you're, you're not going to win the Stanley Cup. You know, it's, it's harder for one or two guys to carry their team the way compared to like basketball or something. So um, some of the, the more famous names here, Milan Hayduke, obviously, he had two seasons during that stretch. I want to say 98-2005. He had two seasons where he had a, one year he had 41 goals, another year he had 50, averaged over 36 goals per season in that five- or six-year span. Alex Tangway, Tangay, who um, – uh, LaCroix, LaCroix drafted 12th overall in 98, averaged just under a point per game in six seasons with, during that stretch. Uh, Chris Drury, famously um, from Boston, he was drafted 72nd overall in 98, won the Calder Trophy his rookie year, and he was a huge part of that 0-1 run in, in the Stanley Cup. And he was hit 11 goals, which is second behind Sackett. He was a huge part of that team. Uh, and Adam Foote, for example, 12 seasons with the Nordiques he was drafted by, and then two Cups. Um, he had an Olympic gold medal. His number is retired and hanging in the Raptors in Denver. I mean, these these are a really really good players that that Lacroix built and built around, and it added it gave him the the flexibility as a GM to take some pressure off to know that you've got your secondary scoring, you you got your top six, you got those third line guys, you can kind of build behind them. Because when you talk about what teams need at this deadline, it's always that right. And he had that. He always managed to keep those guys intact. Yeah, and he also added the the good fourth line guys, the Stefan Yells, the Mike Keens, the Claude Lemieux. Like he didn't just go after these ultra talented guys. He got some complimentary players to kill penalties, to play the hard shifts, to take a defensive draw. Like he didn't just go and try to get the most skilled guys. He built a team from top to bottom. He knew what the team needed. He knew, okay, we have the skill, we have the scoring, we have a stud defense. We need a guy who can block shots. Adam Foot. We need a guy who can win a draw. Um, when there's a minute left in your own zone, uh, let's get Stefan Yell and Mike Keen. Like he was, he was really, really aware of what his team needed and the, the the pieces to put in the right place because that's what a GM does. He puts police pieces in places where they they can succeed. He doesn't try to jam a square into a circle peg. Co- coaches do that, GMs do that. They're like, we're going to get a ton of skill and we're just going to play that way. You know, we'll make them block shots. We'll make them do the hard things. Players don't do that. You can't change the way a player plays. So I just think he, he did that masterfully. It was just, you know, he was a very, very, very aware and smart GM in that regard. 
Yeah, and I want to talk about just another just funny and strange piece of hockey history. But and I, people forget that that year that Team Mussolini and Paul Correa played in Colorado. Um, I believe this was o two or two thousand one. It was right after the Cups. It must have been o two. Um, they're both at this point in the back nine of their careers. They were best friends from the Anaheim days. They were super close. They wanted to play together again. Solani had been in San Jose, and they went to um, Colorado. It did not work out for them. And it wasn't because they were old and washed up because both of them went on to do much better things after that season. It was just one of those things. It wasn't the right fit for them. They, they did not perform. Um, in fact, they both had the worst seasons of their careers. And Solani actually had a better point per game 10 years later at age 43 than he did that year in Colorado during really the back end of his prime. So it's kind of an interesting hockey moment. That one didn't particularly work out. But it is strange to think about those two guys already playing well together just not working out together in uh, in Colorado. Yeah, just didn't fit. Not Pierre yeah. Lacroix's fault. No. He got two unbelievable players to play on the third line. It just didn't work out, you know? Stuff happens. You see it all the time when Mike Madonna goes to Detroit or um, Patrick Marlowe goes to Toronto or, you know, you see these superstar guys who change jerseys and all of a sudden it just doesn't fit. So, you know, it's not the first time, won't be the last. Yeah. So LaCroix retired in 2006 as the general manager of Colorado and stayed on as president in, until 2013. And he passed away Sunday at age 72. Um, and it, it, I'm kind of blown away on Twitter seeing some of the the posts about him, not just from like the Bob McKenzie's and Darren Joykers of the world who know everything about everything with hockey, but some of the players too, like John Michael Lyles talked about being drafted by him and, and, he made a comment about being a, an undersized kid from Indiana that was given a chance by LaCroix. Um, Eric Johnson was drafted. Uh, was he first overall, Eric Johnson? I want to say I think he was, yeah. 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 By Pierre LaCroix, which would have been his last year as GM. So maybe that was a – I mean, he was he was, he was was a slam dunk first pick at the time. You can't blame him. But it was just uh, the comments of the players are sharing. Sackett, Forsberg, Ray Bork made a comment about uh, LaCroix made it possible for him to, to live his dream, which is a pretty powerful thing. Um, and I, I found this neat little nugget from the Avs press release uh, yesterday that he said, quote, Pierre was instrumental in not only the team's on-ice success, but also building the Avalanche brand into what it is today. So this is a team that didn't have its identity yet, literally, because they had just moved from Quebec the year that he took over. Um, untapped market, unque- a lot of questions to be answered. They didn't really know how it was all going to shake out. And obviously, he was the architect of two teams. And here they are later set up for success again at, at, at the top of the Western Conference. Um, and you, you can trace that back to him. So it's you know obviously super sad that he passed. But it's just kind of interesting. I was blown away when I was doing this research at just what a major role he played in shaping the game of hockey in the 90s and early 2000s and even still felt to this day in Denver. Yeah, sad to see him go. It's really neat to look back at the impact he had on hockey. So sad day in hockey, but also time to celebrate Pierre Lacroix. He had a good run, you know, good for, you know, sad for hockey, but it's nice to kind of, like I said, look back and see all the great things that he did. But anyways, very good episode, Tim. Good job. Yeah, it was fun. It's uh that's the kind of stuff I like. And, and like I said, that when you're, I'm, I remember being like 10, 12 years old playing NHL hits on the game queue with back when Rob Blake and, Sackick and Forsberg and all those guys were the the best, the cream of the crop in the league. And Lacroix was the one who, who brought that all together. So it's a fun trip down memory lane. Absolutely. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. It, it was, uh, you know, it was a good one. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Tim did a lot of research. You did great, Tim. 
Well, thank you. You did so great. But anyways, we'll see you guys on Friday. Have a good week. I hope you're soldiering on. The weather's hit, but we'll get through it together. All right, everybody. Cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time. Football's back, baby. The playoffs are around the corner. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads, totals, the team player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. You better believe I made a boatload this year, my Buffalo Bills. I bet on the Bills every single week with the spread, straight up bid. Boom. I I got money in the bank because of Bet Online. So head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.